0: Warning, we're going to be discussing events for currently running weekly anime.
1: If you want to avoid spoilers for certain shows, there are timestamps in the description. And we're back! Welcome back, everybody, to Time Sick Anime Podcast. This is week five of summer 2019. It's still getting kind of difficult. Are sure? to... What? Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you positive? I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> yes, it is week five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look down at your calendar. Here.
1: Yeah, exa- mm. exactly. Yeah. Just... Uh, Let me just try and remember. Uh, Yes, yes, it is week five. I don't totally have a script I'm looking at right now or anything like that. But anyway, it is week five. It is of summer. It is getting hot. The season is... the seasonal anime is shaping up to be absolutely fantastic. We saw a lot of good stuff this week. But anyway, I'm Jay and this is my co-host Rex. Yo. So anyway... We are just about halfway through. We are one more week, and we will be officially halfway through the season. I'm, it's it's weird, because some of the shows only just feel like they're kicking off, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like a three-episode mark, where usually the things start getting really heavy. Yeah. and um, So, yeah, the stories are just starting to kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're already, like you said, almost halfway through the season, so we'll probably be talking about... Some other side shows uh next week, yeah, I guess see yeah, um let you guys know if they're worth uh continuing on or checking out, or just just to talk about them,
1: yeah, absolutely, because there are' because um, uh, as we said at the very beginning, there were quite a few good shows that uh, mm, too many that just didn't quite make the cut here, so we just decided to stick with the shows that we're watching, mm-hmm. so anyway,
0: and I still have like some some other other stuff mm-hmm. that i'm that I'm trying to get to as well like uh i got tanya up on the top of my list right now it's because of isekai quartet yeah because of isekai quartet <laughs> yeah and, and i keep hearing really good things about it and then i also want to go back and watch some old kiyo stuff oh yeah like uh i'm not i, I i'm not gonna watch the endless eight <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm, i kind of want to rewatch watch haruhi uh, yeah <laughs> i, I rewatched lucky star for the 50th time
1: you know, a Lucky Star is never a show that I could get into. I just, I couldn't Damn. do it. I uh, couldn't get it, I couldn't get past the first what's, what's episode. Some,
0: what's some really old, good KyoAni stuff?
1: Um, Well, Clan Ad and Clan Ad After Story is up there. Uh, there's also, uh, if you're looking for something a bit more recent, I've also heard Hiyoka is pretty good. Um,
0: yeah. uh, I, I want to watch a Amagi. Oh yeah, Moggy wow. Brilliant
1: Park. We have a friend who's um, who's pretty much recommended that to us, like ad nauseam. Said it's yeah. up there. He wouldn't say it's his favorite shows. He just enjoyed it quite a bit. So, but so it's made me want to at least check it out. I mean, and I've heard good things. So
0: <clears throat> why not,
1: right? So, but, uh, do we have any big news for this week?
0: Uh, we got some news. Nothing huge. Uh, we got Crunchyroll is removing the English dubs for Sanko Strike Witches, East Guy Quartet, and Million Arthur Season 2, which is, uh, I'm assuming, a Funimation thing.
1: Probably. I,
0: I guess, like, they're working out some kind of deal where they can have the dubs up during the season on Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. and they're going to take them down. I don't mm-hmm. know, it sounds like more annoying politics.
1: Oh, yay, because you got to love that nonsense.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I, I stopped following that Funimation uh, Crunchyroll debacle a long time ago. So all the I know, for all it. I know
1: is, is, occasionally Funimation has shows that I want to watch. I haven't watched a, I haven't watched dub shows from them recently for quite a while. No, me
0: neither. I don't really watch dubs as they're coming out, anyways. Usually, yeah, like uh, dubs anyway.
1: are usually something that I go back and I go back and watch later. Yeah,
0: I, I usually watch dubs while I'm like doing something else. Like yeah. I'll have uh will be playing a game or something, I'll just put a dub on in the background of something I've already seen before. Mostly just to listen to the voice cast.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I uh I personally want to go back and watch uh not the new Fruits Basket dubbed because they got pretty much all the original yeah, voice cast back. And these are people who you even pointed out you haven't heard them do like voice work in years, like Justin Cook. Justin Cook. Cook. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> I know, right? It's it's so I haven't weird.
0: heard that name in a hundred years.
1: <laughs> it hasn't quite been a hundred years certainly feels like it though because he mainly does directing stuff these days but anyway
0: uh next up we got uh kono ototomare is scheduled to debut the second half uh on october 5th
1: i i kind of knew that was gonna happen here eventually like i just a i remember hearing that it was going to probably air in the fall season anyway but uh but on top of that, just the whole uh the whole way that it ended, if it didn't pick up soon, then I was just gonna be
0: pissed. Yeah. Uh it well it's like that's fall season, right?
1: Uh yeah. October or, will be in yeah. fall.
0: Uh and also the the opening Shota Aoi, the guy who sang uh Tone. Mm. his uh I think it was a single technically. Yeah. The video had like a bunch of guys in the background, but I think it was mainly just him. Mm. Uh he did the vocals for uh the first opening that was really good. And he's uh, he's coming back to do the second opening uh, called Harmony.
1: Huh. That makes sense. They're both musical related terms. So that actually should be pretty interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, Kono Oto Tonre was personally up there for me as one of the shows that I really enjoyed that season. It Might not have been something that everybody watched because of the Funimation paywall, but I really liked it. It had some really good, like, watercolor illustration, watercolor looking illustrations and stuff. Yeah. And it was just an overall. It
0: was a really, really pleasant music show. Yeah. With a couple of hiccups.
1: Yeah. Nothing really too major, but. And nothing like absolutely outstanding or amazing, but it was good. It played around with some of the tropes that we'd seen Mm -hmm. in those club based anime before, but we'd already talked about that Mm -hmm. kind already last season. So, without further ado, moving on to the, the shows that we are currently talking about this season, starting us off with Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, blah, blah. Um, so, first off, before we start talking about this, uh, I want to give a thanks to Enrico Jesus Palma, or Jesus Palma, uh, for pointing out something last week when we were talking about it. So, apparently, there are six forms of the uh, Thunder Breathing Technique. But apparently, according to uh, according to the comment they left, uh, somebody probably misheard it, like because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Mutsu instead of Mitsu or yeah, Mutsu instead of Mitsu. And somebody probably heard Mitsu. So translated it as three.
0: Yeah, I, d- I did go online and double check this and it is true. Yeah, like there is supposed to be six forms of thunder breathing.
1: Yeah. So that was just a little interesting, a little bit of a trivia. And thanks to uh, Enrico out there. Thank you for listening, and thanks for pointing that out. That was actually a pretty yeah, cool. I movie. definitely would have never. I I never would have. I never would have guessed. <laughs> and then that they either. would have
0: been later on in the anime and be like, "There are six, six
1: forms it's like, now." It's like, wait, what? Okay. But uh, Anyway, so this week we are continuing on with the fight against the spider family. Yeah. Uh, they continue to be terrifying. Big buff spider dad. Yeah, spider like which there probably is a little bit more credence to the idea that he is the twelve Kizuki, key or one of the twelve Kizuki, key, but. At the same time, I still think that there's somebody pulling his strings, because he just seems to kind of be a big, dumb brute. Like, he doesn't really seem to be... Like, he seems to be the one that has the strength to back it up and is probably the strongest of the family. But I still think there's probably somebody manipulating him. I
0: mean, now he's the deadest of the family. That is Equally dead.
1: Yeah, because... uh, In one hit, no less. uh, Yeah, that was a really cool move. The uh, the fourth form, like the... uh, what was it like endless tide or something yeah, like that?
0: I really didn't expect him to be that much stronger. Yeah. Because both uh, Tanjiro and Inosuke working together, couldn't even take this guy out. And then uh, the the swordsman from the, from earlier art just kind of walks up and you You're dead.
1: Yeah, it just is kind of showing, like, a massive gap in power between Demon Slayers. Mm-hmm. Like, this is someone who I think is one of the higher-ranking ones, too. Like, I don't even think he's, like, the highest-ranked one. No, though. he's not. Like, he's, like, like what, one or two ranks above where Tanjiro and company are,
0: pretty eh, much? I'm not entirely sure. Like,
1: we'll, have to, we'll have to look into that, but we do know that he isn't even the strongest. And so it, that just kind of makes me wonder, jeez... Are there are the other 12 Kizuki even stronger than they are? Because that'd be terrifying. We could also be entering into some Bleach territory where they come up with some convoluted reasoning why uh, why the captains of the Soul Society or the captains of the Demon Slayer Corps in this case <laughs> are getting wiped out by demons that were supposedly dead but are just... Oh, we're just hiding. I
0: don't expect this show to get that bad.
1: I, I hope not. <laughs> because I've been having a blast at this show so far. Um, I kind
0: of expected... Inosuke to, you know, pull out a shonen battle turnaround <laughs> against the big guy, which he kind of did. Yeah, when, when he uh, just hammered the arm off.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I loved his rationale behind that too. It's so obvious
0: what you have to do. You rather if one sword won't cut it, all you have to do is just pound into the second sword. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I do like how they 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 gave him a moment of um, kind of like. A, seeing your life flash before your eyes yeah but it, it, they they definitely subverted the expectation of like oh this is the this is the point where he gets super strong and has a comeback attack yeah it's like no he just almost died yeah no that was
1: actually a really tense scene to watch yeah. like i was, I was th-
0: legitimate i was legitimately worried for yeah. him. Like, it like it they did a really good job with the directing here because there's a lot of shows where you, you're thinking like oh they're their main character so i know they're not gonna die like in this scene i was like oh is it that kind of show like are they just gonna kill him off like, I would hope not, because Inosuke is one of my favorite characters
1: in this series, mm-hmm. um, and I was just looking, and I think just because of the way of, like, how visceral of a death it would have been, the fact that he was just, like, slowly crushing his head. Yeah, that, and just
0: that blood, like, the gush. Yeah, out. that was
1: just, that was, that just made the scene that much more tense, and just,
0: ugh, God. <laughs> He's got to be a little messed up under that hat <laughs> right now. Yeah,
1: probably. He's like he probably won't look as handsome underneath it from this point forward. Or he might be. Like we don't know the extent of uh, the Wisteria House's um, uh, healing capabilities. Maybe they'll be able to completely reconstruct his face. Like there's just a bunch of plastic surgeons and shit in there.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully they have some kind of healing ability because Zenitsu, mm. uh, the, the butterfly girl, found Zenitsu.
1: That was cool how she appeared, by the way. Like, he was just kind of looking up, and you just see a butterfly flipping around, and Mm -hmm. it just turns out to be her, and that's just the way her cloak looks. That was really cool. I wasn't expecting to see that. I'm
0: I'm curious if it had something to do with him just being delusional, half dead, when I saw, like, butterflies appearing and disappearing, Yeah. or if that was, like, her ability to make illusions or something. Uh,
1: She seemed to be ridiculously quick, Yeah. because she just kind of just went up like... Like, just up straight into the air, like, with, Mm -hmm. like, no, uh, with no rhyme or reason. So, it seems like she can just move ridiculously quickly, almost kind of teleport or glide, even. That, I wonder, like, because we don't know, like, how many disciplines of breathing there are in the Demon Slayer Corps. Like, we know there's thunder, we know there's water, uh, there's assumably, uh, wind and fire, but uh and then also there's beast but that's a no case thing yeah, self-taught so. yeah exactly
0: i, I like how you instead of calling them forms you call them fangs yeah oh beast yeah that's right first fang. and
1: they're and they're not like uh, like long drawn out names either like one of them was just like gore i think yeah <laughs> and, and that and the other one was pierce and so yeah just quick simple little names like that i i'm really enjoying this show like uh, i I think it was actually legitimately terrifying when we saw, like, the uh, the one who I think is, like, the quote-unquote mastermind behind it all. Like, the, the one who is, like, basically using spiderwebs as, like, some kind of a twisted Jacob's Ladder sort of deal or Cat's Cradle. Like, uh, like when Tanjiro called him out on his bullshit and just, like, the, the way they framed his face
0: and, like, all the coloring and stuff, that actually made it legitimately spooky. Mm-hmm. Like the the random Demon Slayer guy who walked up could not have raised any more death flags. Yeah, like if, he he pretty much said every death flag. And I was just thinking to myself,
1: and mm-hmm. I even looked at you and I was like, OK, how long are we going to keep this going? It was like 30 seconds. It's like, OK, he's going to die now. Yeah, he got the uh, Resident Evil
0: now. laser grid treatment.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good <laughs> way of putting it. Like, I mean, that movie was already kind of stupid. I mean, but I, here it made a little bit more sense. But you, uh, here's another thing i got to bring up. Nichiren's swords cannot be easy to replace. And we've seen, like, three of them snap so far.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe they can get... Maybe the next episode is... Well, after this arc, maybe they're going to be finding a blacksmith. Probably. Because the... Yeah, they have to uh, replace... Well, are... Ironosuke is even... We, I don't know. They have to be, because he cuts off demons' heads. Yeah.
1: like they die. You'd you think, like, or... Or is there just some weird thing about him that we don't know? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. because Maybe he w- made
0: his own or something?
1: Like, because they certainly look like something he would make on yeah. his own. Like the fact they've got kind of like meat Teeth. hook looking thing. Yeah, exactly. Just made for just ripping into somebody and just tearing mm-hmm. stuff out in the most uh, painful way possible.
0: But okay. yeah. I was kind of hoping that Enosuke would his swords would break and then he would just have to rip the demon's head off with his bare hands. <laughs> well, that, well i the doubt he would hands. do
1: yeah i would doubt he would do something like yeah. that though because this demon was already
0: oh, pretty yeah. damn spooky yeah. and pretty hard to kill definitely set up uh a good next episode so We have got the finale of the well i mean i guess the way the big guy's already dead yeah uh, the fight between tanjiro and the brother and i'm also wondering what the sister is gonna be
1: yeah even if she is something because they've already pointed out like how it's weird for demons to sort of like congregate together like this mm-hmm. like it's just almost unheard of like it's i'm just curious like how they're going to go about that and what uh, secrets we're going to learn about demons and how they function like it and then of course they're probably all tied mainly because of kibitsuji but we don't really know much about him he hasn't even been brought up in the past like few episodes
0: nah, they, they i think they did a good job bringing him in like yeah. just kind of establishing a a, a big villain mm-hmm. and just having him disappear and and obviously tanjiro can't afford to just sit around hunting for him in the city all the time. He has a job to do now.
1: Absolutely. Um, There's also one other thing. Like, uh, it seems like the show just... Like, I doubt this is... Like, I doubt they're just forgetting it, but... It seems like, it just seems to me that they're forgetting that Nezuko also exists. Yeah. Because she's been just sitting in this box.
0: She's probably going to pop out next episode as well. Because guess. I was thinking,
1: okay, is she going to pop out now?
0: Because doesn't have a sword now, so he's going to need help, probably. Yeah,
1: Nezuko might probably be able to sense, like, oh crap, somebody's in danger. So, maybe. Yeah. I guess we'll see.
0: So, next up is Dr. Stone. And it definitely pulled off of a it was kind of a bullshit uh, save the way yeah. the way that um Senku Senku didn't die but uh as whatever it was kind of clever in the context of the yeah, situation yeah
1: it is like i kind of like when a sh- this is a series that does kind of rely on like somewhat real life science and probably i mean but it still is like a world of fantasy in a lot of degrees as well so a suspend willing suspension of disbelief. Like yeah. it's not enough to completely detract. It's it was kind of goofy and kind of stupid, but at the same time, just in the context of the series, I can I can kind of forgive can hand it. Wave it. <laughs> exactly. Just like all right, that's that was dumb. Um,
0: I will say they earned it very well mm-hmm. by uh, at least how Senku got um, Big Man to to attack his neck. Oh yeah. This is how over the course of the episode, he was just like, cracking his neck and rubbing his neck yeah uh, exactly kind of trying to subconsciously put this idea in his head yeah
1: like he was basically priming him yeah, yeah that was that was a pretty cool and clever way of going about it like that's and that's probably what plays into making it seem a little bit more clever to me just the fact mm-hmm. that he was just kind of basically playing a mind game with him so yeah i can kind of forgive that and then of course uh like how the how the other two figured out that he was probably like figured out that he was thinking of something like outside the box like just uh no, Senku would always try to find. He would never just willingly sacrifice himself like this. He would mm-hmm. try to find a way to where everybody could survive because that, even in those flashbacks, like it was just kind of showing what he pri- prizes the most is making sure everyone gets out alive.
0: But the question is now, now that they're wait, uh, didn't the episode end without him actually waking up? Uh yeah, he didn't yeah. wake up just yet. But he's probably he's going to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the question I have now is now that they've gotten away and. Um, everyone's going to be okay again. Well, like I assuming their plan is probably going to be to meet up with the people. I imagine. Like so Smoke take on people and then, uh, form more, like a bigger group. Yeah. I
1: mean, because, uh, because the next episode is called the, called the two nations of the stone world. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they're kind of going to start, uh, breaking into factions with Senku's faction and then Tsukasa's faction because Tsukasa now knows how to revive people. Cause Senku told him before he broke his neck. Yeah. Um, And I'm just curious, like, what exactly that'll, what that will bring. I, uh, I think it's also really cool, like, how, uh, they showed, like, how much trial and error Senku went through, just to get to the point he is now in stone, in this stone world. Actually kind of giving, like... Study
0: everything, learn everything, try everything.
1: exactly. Like, it was, uh just kind of getting more insight into just understanding how Senku got to where he is now and mm-hmm. how much work he actually had to put in. Yeah, he's
0: not just a genius. Yeah,
1: like he like he's not just like, oh, like immediately everything'll work out. He had to legitimately experiment and try everything he could think of. Yeah,
0: that's the that that makes him a lot more interesting of a character in my opinion. Just he doesn't automatically know what to do. Yeah. Um. What, what was it like? Fire. Yeah. It just like. Uh, and, and then just he just like realized I don't have. Ground. It's
1: like wait. I don't have the I don't have the dexterity of a uh, Yuzuriha, or am, I'm not just a brute like Taiju. Yeah. I can't do this just with the way I am. Like, cause it is showing, illustrating that he clearly has flaws. Like he's not perfect. Like he's not just immediately just. Oh, I'm gonna figure everything out immediately if I combine this and this. Like he knows stuff, but. He doesn't know how to exactly how to apply it in every situation. Exactly. Like, he needs the right materials and, like, a lot of trial and error, which I think is the mark mm-hmm. of any great scientist, which Senku clearly is.
0: I I really like the flashback, too, of—it um, was at the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. with um, Tsukasa oh. thinking back, like— like had yeah. I had met you. Yeah, know? had we met each other before the stone World, we could have been friends and he just kind of like inserted himself into those flashbacks. That that actually just made me kind of
1: sad actually mm-hmm. because yes, Sucast is an asshole. Like
0: he, like he probably he, he went through undoubtedly a bunch of like really crappy shit to uh get to like to become the person he is now.
1: Like of course, and I mean, yeah, and at the end of the day, he is still a kid with a very like flawed sense of uh with a very flawed sense of justice right wrong like very his worldview is very black and white like adults are adults are bad kids are inherently good and mm-hmm. that's not the case and like as a uh, as senku pointed out yeah he's a legitimately good person he's also a murderer <laughs> like and i think that it was it just as it was a nice little like quick little thing of showing what could have been and it's kind of sad to see that it didn't quite pan out that way you know
0: yeah i don't see him ever becoming an ally again, no i don't think so because he's so fervent in his beliefs that he's never going to end up working together uh, with senku mm-hmm. so if, they're um, too
1: different of, they have two different yeah. worldviews he's
0: uh he's probably going to go resurrect a bunch of people that uh are going to end up following his worldviews mm-hmm. and then there's going to be Uh, an antagonistic faction, like a whole group of people that are probably gonna have to fight against.
1: Yeah, exactly, which are probably more aligned with Senku's world.
0: Which if Sukasa doesn't get any like technological advancement, I don't really see him coming out on top in this situation. If Senku ends up being able to make firearms and you know, armor Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't know. Like there yeah, there is only like so much that like brute strength will get like I
0: feel like Sukasa's on a timer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Pretty much.
0: I mean, we've also
1: established though that Tsukasa isn't a complete idiot. He's actually pretty yeah. damn smart. So, he but he, probably he figure...
0: doesn't want to use science. So.
1: Yeah, so. he doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to like rebuild it to the point where civilization is where it w- where it was before. Everything. Makes me wonder
0: if he's gonna make himself a gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, either a gun or he'll probably be able to use black powder and make bombs. Yeah. That's what it seems like they're mainly gonna be using it for anyway. Just bombs. Also, the moment when Taiju like thought that Senku was dead and was was just like he freaked out, like picked up a boulder and just threw it. And they, even and was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I was yeah. like, "Why did you throw it in the air?" Oh shit, that's black powder. It was kind of stupid though, how just his clothes caught on fire and nothing else.
0: Yeah, uh, only his upper clothing. Yeah, exactly. His pants were fine.
1: Yeah, and he's just it just gave him an excuse to go. Well, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Rip.
0: Just be all cool for a second yeah no kidding i mean i will agree he's definitely a cool character yeah he is like in terms of design and and uh not i don't really agree with his beliefs but it's cool to me how like uh how how, how much confidence he has in those beliefs it's, yeah exactly which makes him a really interesting antagonist yeah i think so too so, tune in next week when senku obviously wakes up yeah exactly <laughs> Next up on the list, Fire Force.
1: Some, some people on Kitsu have gone on saying that this is probably, that they think it's one of the weaker entries this season. I don't agree with that worldview in the slightest, but...
0: I think the part where they were talking to the mascots dragged on a little bit too long. Oh
1: yeah, this this
0: episode, like, this episode
1: was kind of, did drag on for a while, and it looks like they recycled some stuff, like... And maybe that was intended for comedy or something, but it just it felt like it did drag on for too long. Like mm-hmm. the mascots were not inherently funny characters. The uh, there are some interesting things they did introduce though, like the idea that infernals can be sentient. That's actually kind of a spooky idea. Yeah. Although, and it makes you wonder, like what uh, what causes that? Like what's like how does it uh, how does it change for some people?
0: Like, uh, I think it's someone's. If someone has a belief that they they hold on to so hard, or or attachments that they have really uh, they're really attached to, then it'll carry over. Um, because remember the the dad. Yeah, like he I loved would... his family so much that he just sat there and waited for someone to come in and kill him. Exactly.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's that's a very that's a very fair point. I'm pretty sure they actually touched on that a little bit. It makes me wonder if there if there's more to it because mm-hmm. the. Uh... Because the research division certainly seems to think there is more to it than that. Like, uh, we got introduced to the, uh, what is it? The fifth division, I want to yeah, say? Yeah, I think it
0: was fifth division. Uh, yeah. Princess. Princess,
1: Princess Ibana. Yeah. She's a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like her. Like, I mean, I like, like, I like her character, but I don't like her. Yeah. Because she's a terrible person. I,
0: I love how her, the entirety of her furniture... Was just people. <laughs> yeah, this is like some kakegurui
1: shit. They're
0: all super into it.
1: Yeah, and they... Yeah, Exactly, like, she's all stepping all over them and shit. She refers to pretty much everybody as, like, pieces of gravel, like, that don't deserve to talk to her. Or they should just step aside and yeah. be walked on, like, the gravel they are. Things like that.
0: So, uh, from a from a shonen battle angle, uh, I was thinking of her power, and... The rain started when she showed up or a little bit before she showed up and stopped after she left. Mm. So I'm thinking that was like her not making the rain, but I think that they were uh, maybe shooting a hose up in the air or something to make water fall down. Because it Mm. looked like she heated up the water around um, Shinra's head or something. It looked like he like kind of had a heat stroke for a second or something. That's a good point. There was. It looked like there was like some sizzling or like steam coming up.
1: Yeah, exactly. There, her, uh, her abilities are kind of weird, and it looked like he was just so ready to fight, but then all of a sudden, just he basically mm-hmm. just collapsed. Yeah.
0: So I, I'm assuming she's a second generation, probably because they're more common.
1: Yeah, second generations are more common, and they. And they typically, she could be a third gen, because, like... I
0: think like, third gens are ty- typically younger.
1: Um, I think so, but third gens as well also are, they're the ones that are capable of creating their own fire,
0: so... Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's why I'm not entirely sure Yeah, that she did that. Like, she'd, I guess she'd have to be a third gen unless she's unless, some kind of sneaky...
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, unless, firepower. like, they're, unless she was, like, using fire around her to, like, uh to, like, heat up the water or something and just manipulate it that way, which that's totally possible, but I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything really about this character as of right now. Except that she's a bitch. Yeah, she's a complete raging bitch, and she's entertaining to watch, but I hate her. She's absolutely a repugnant human being.
0: I'm really interested in the politics between uh, different divisions in the Fire Force because when we first started the show... It it definitely led us to believe that all Fire Force um what are they called what are they called? Fire Force something. The Fire Soldiers. Fire Soldiers, yeah. yeah. All Fire Soldiers were like the, the heroes that would go and, you know, save people and make people feel better. But the the, the more we learn about the Fire Force as a whole, uh, the the less I'm i'm feeling that way yeah Uh, the the more of uh the eighth division seems like an anomaly yeah the eighth
1: division definitely seems like an anomaly and like the fact that they are am uh the fact that they're such a new division is why they're looked on with such disdain by the rest of the fire force as evidenced by hibana's attitude towards them yeah um and then on top of that we also have to deal with the with the idea that they, the rest of the citizenry doesn't seem to really appreciate them much either, or it depends, like, it depends on a case-by-case basis, but as they pointed out, a bunch of college kids just saw, like, a, saw one of the mascots and just, uh, him into a tree, and so that was one of the things, and then, of course, they got called in to go and do that, probably as some kind of prank. Yeah, something like that. Which it kind of and it is interesting how they're distinguishing between the fire soldiers and the firefighters like because uh, the the infernal this episode was uh, was a firefighter actually not one of the fire soldiers but but he, no, just, he was a fire soldier. No he wasn't he was a firefighter they you, even acknowledged that I thought he was a fire soldier that killed a bunch of people. Uh He was a firefighter that killed people. Like, he wasn't an... A- I'm pretty sure he wasn't a fire soldier. He might have been, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was a firefighter who decided to go crazy and kill people. Which, that... Which, that's really, really strange. What else is really strange is Joker, like, and him using infernal ashes as part of his power.
0: hmm Just, uh... I wonder how they get those. Yeah, it seems... Like, maybe they just, uh, have a farm... Or something like whenever someone turns into it, they have a bunch of people. When they turn to infernal, they just burn them or something and keep their ashes. Maybe
1: like that. It seems like it. it makes me wonder about this uh, other division or this other faction of people. Like uh, it, because this is, you have to remember this is from the same creator as Soul Eater, so there are probably different factions of people all with that, all working and all working against each other. Like you have the witches that were their own independent entity, and even the witches had a bunch of infighting going on so i wonder i want to know more about joker and what his affiliation is like what's his goal what's you know, he doing what's, what's their group
0: yeah what is their group? it just to me it just seems like burn everyone burn everything yeah
1: just burn to the ground but
0: i uh this this is a really good author so i i'm assuming that there's probably more to it than that exactly like maybe, maybe something along the lines of uh like a religious zealot or something like like Humanity is uh flawed and we have to purge we have to uh, burn all of humanity to save them or something.
1: Something like that. I, I have no idea. We uh we don't really know much about the um about the religion though either. Like it's interesting to say to see like the news like basically saying
0: uh
1: like basically saying the, Yeah, the prayer. <laughs> Mahalo <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly just It's like a casual thing everybody says to each other. Yeah, exactly. Is that Latin?
1: That's Latin, right? A uh, Latom la I th- think
0: so it could be made up but it it, sounds like a dead language
1: yeah it does (laughs) i leave in the comments what latom means if you know leave
0: in the comments how how latin is totally not a dead language and you went to school for three years trying to learn it and (laughs) your parents were like ah you gotta do it for your job and so uh next up we got fruits basket uh I, i was saying earlier that I could not imagine watching this show as a marathon, like, back to back, like, maybe, like, 20 episodes a day or something like that. Oh, my God. Because every week, I'm, like, just... I mean, this is a good episode. It's good. This, yeah. This is, I I'll drink this water, right? Oh, this water it got in my eyes. somehow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just
1: ready to get like emotionally shredded each yeah. week. And I need, and I'm personally glad that I'm watching it weekly. So I have at least some exactly. time to feel. Yeah. Because like, if I was watching this, like in, like in a marathon session, I'd be probably like, Oh
0: God. <laughs> yeah. Just It just sounds so rough because it, it, and it doesn't feel forced either. There's so many, like there's a lot of sad moments in this series but the author did a really good job of creating a setting mm-hmm. that has lots of sad moments with this uh, this huge Zodiac family. And you can introduce the characters slowly, one at a time, and and most, if not all of them, have a terrible backstory because the Soma clan fucking sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Soma clan are, the, are without a doubt some of the
1: worst family, yeah. are probably one of the worst families in anime, just judging based on what I've seen so far. I haven't read any of the manga, so I don't know. Apparently it gets even worse, which... Dear God, help us all if that's the case.
0: Yeah, uh, seeing Kisara, I think her name was. Uh, Everybody
1: just calls her Kisa. I think
0: uh, her her clinging around Toru was pretty adorable. Oh my
1: God, she's so precious.
0: And I,
1: she was. I was like, oh, she's like a little sister. Just watching yeah. her, watching her big sister do everything. I was like,
0: that's so cute. I, I have some, I have genuine hope that her mom is gonna probably take Toru's words to heart and actually like realize. How bad she's been being.
1: I don't. I don't think that her mom is a bad person. Like, no, I think, she's I think she was just dealing with the stress. She. I think she was just legitimately just tired and at her breaking points. Mm-hmm. And she because she legitimately cares for her daughter. You can see that when she was like calling her up and basically telling her she doesn't like these kinds of foods and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. I think her mom legitimately does care for her and recognize it, but is just, she just needs some time away just to kind of like sort her own feelings out and hopefully be in a better position, to actually help her daughter.
0: Yeah. Artistically, they did a really good job representing that too, because when she first walks up, she has that like dark shadow over her face. And, and she, her
1: eyes look kind yeah. of like dead fish she, eyes. She
0: looks like that kind of parent where you're like, okay, that's a terrible parent. They're being a really bad person to their kid. Uh, and then when Toru starts talking to her, her face kind of lights up a little bit and,
1: and yeah, and then she actually starts crying a little mm-hmm. bit, and so yeah, I think that uh, I think that uh, Kisa's mom, yeah, I think she's not a bad person. I think she's just tired, which yeah. it totally makes sense because she just didn't know how to help her daughter. It's kind of hard to help somebody when they won't tell you what's going on.
0: Exactly. Yeah, uh, and a uh, major props to the to the director for not showing the other two answers on that paper. Mm. Because I'm assuming that all of them were just scrambled eggs with green onions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because when she got the call later on, we learned it was like, oh, she, she does She likes this, so she, she doesn't just, really
1: like hard foods. I yeah, think so. As so well.
0: She probably just wrote all three answers the same, covered it up, and then uh, you know just made thing yeah uh just, exactly. just to make her feel better. Yeah, and that was that I, it, was a really nice moment. It would have been really easy and. Uh, really like really easy to elicit uh, an emotional response from the audience by being like okay we're just gonna show the paper at like the end of the episode and have all three answers uh, yeah which which i have a lot of respect for not doing that exactly
1: like it could have it's easily just it doesn't spell everything out for the mm-hmm. audience like in like bold text like mm-hmm. pay attention don't miss this and, and
0: this show never does that uh, yeah. like it never it never feels like it's saying feel sad you need to feel sad right now no
1: it's setting up like really <laughs> organic situations that just feel sad by themselves, and you can, I mean, and sure, like, obviously there are techniques to kind of assist in that, like, playing certain music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That all primes people, sure, but I think by the end of, at the end of the day, that's more of just a, something to aid in that rather yeah. than actually, like, oh, the sad music is playing, and it's blaring <laughs> over, and it's blaring over everything. It's, it's not, like, it's complementing the situation. Mm-hmm. It isn't forcing a situation, because... The situations by themselves are just sad, like, yeah. because it's family drama. It's something it's something that I think everybody can kind of relate to. And also, just considering, like, some of the stuff we've already seen, like, uh, Momiji, like, already having his problems with his mom. And then uh, have—it kind of shows, like, the parallels between their stories, but how they're similar, but how they're different as well. Because Kisa— she doesn't have a great relationship with her mom. She has a damaged one, but it's wor- but they're working on it. And then her biggest thing is she's being isolated from other people, like her friends, her peers, like people her age, not like her family, I think. Her mom is just going
0: to getting tired. Yeah, I think her mom probably for like the past little while has probably been not taking care of her as well as she has been she's probably giving her like generic responses like just please try harder yeah exactly you know just just get friends and i'm sure she probably snapped at her a few times as well yeah exactly Uh, i I really liked the parallel between her and yuki in this episode oh yeah and uh we we actually got a lot of character development for yuki that was
1: and that was a great way of doing that too because Mm -hmm. it's sort of like uh it's an organic way of showing it like how they have similar experiences and they both kind of relate and he can relate to it. So, and we've spent a lot of time with Yuki. So we get a little bit more understanding on him as well. It's really, it's just an organic way of going about
0: it. I Mm -hmm. think. And then seeing him at the end with, with a genuine like smile on his face saying, i'll accept the the position
1: exactly but then it's just like i can't believe you did this for i didn't do it for you <laughs> like just once again it's just like oh it's such a yuki
0: thing to do yeah. and the uh, the comedy is so good at they're so good at uh um just throwing in jokes exactly Like um, i think it was joss whedon for the avengers oh like, yeah something along the lines of uh Make a make a tragic story. Have people die. Like, but 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 for for the love love of God, God, throw it a joke. Throw it a (laughs) joke. Like that. That's what he was
1: talking about with the uh, with the Agent Coulson thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that. uh, So that's what it does. It's really hard to do correctly. Yeah, in a way that doesn't feel cheap. And I think yeah, this show's doing a really good job doing that.
1: Yeah, and I like how uh, how how Kisa bit Tori the first time, and then. When she got bit the second time, she's like, No, 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 this doesn't hurt at all. Like, not at all. <laughs> it's just basically trying to reassure herself and also Kisa. It's like, you're not hurting me. Insert okay It doesn't hurt. What doesn't hurt? Doesn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. This show just continues to deliver on the emotional stuff. Like, I think that we are walking through like the emotional minefield at this point. And there are like every episode it's gonna be more and more difficult to not step on one. I think we are just getting right into the thick of it all, which, thank God, this show just continues to deliver in such a good way. So next up is Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season, another show that just continues to deliver on its, uh, on its adorableness. And, and its really uncomfortable topi- topics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, let me just say... One of the best parts of this episode was Sonazaki basically saying yes, like, to the guy
0: who asked her out. That was so adorably wholesome. It was! Like, I, I, I'm almost to the point, almost, where I trust this guy. Yeah. Uh, I... I still just, like, I, I'm never gonna... I don't think I'm ever gonna fully trust them because they're teenage boys and teenage boys are fucking idiots exactly and i should know i was a teenage boy once (laughs) exactly i think though that
1: he like i'm sure he he might not be perfect like i know he's not going to be perfect i'm sure there will be some relationship drama but at the end of the day he just seems like a good kid he seems Mm -hmm. like a pretty damn good kid like and the way that uh the way that she went about basically saying like basically revealing that she said yes just like the uh like read this when you get home <laughs> like mm-hmm. i read and then the wind blows it away <laughs> and then she he happens to pick up the one line that said if you would be
0: so kind yeah i love their just her reaction on the staircase it's like don't announce Just crying so, about yeah, it, it so like adorable. It,
1: yeah she was like she was so happy it mm-hmm. was it, it was just it was such a precious wholesome moment
0: uh, i'm thinking that your guess of momoko being um by a or homosexual is probably right yeah Uh, because like it almost seems like she's kind of dating a boy just to just to do it i think i think so and i think she want
1: mainly just mainly wanted to understand like how kazusa felt because I don't think there's a crush... Like, she has a crush on Kazusa. Like, it doesn't... It seems like they're friends. It just seems like that's what they are. They're really good friends. That's
0: pr- I, I'm guessing that's going to be a plot point eventually. You think, yeah. She's yeah. going to, like, confess to her or something. Possibly.
1: And she might confess to one of the other girls, though. We we don't know yet. Um, I... But, yeah, I think that... Uh, I think, though, that she also just had a, a guy who was just kind of a bad... Br-
0: oh, my bad... God. He was... Fucking, like... Two hundred yen, or was it, it? Was like yeah, it was two hundred yen. Yeah, and he was making uh, such a big deal yeah, like, about ah, it. The guy always pays, blah blah blah. The whole time I was it's fucking like, rolling my
1: eyes, just like, "Oh,
0: shut up.
1: up!" It's like, "Good lord, get off your get off your high horse, there, kid." Like I understand you're probably new to this whole dating concept, yeah. but Jesus Christ, that's. That's not okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, like I mean, it's he's not y- terrible. Like he's young. <laughs> he's young. He's stupid. Refer back to my comment of teenage boys are stupid.
1: Yeah, like yeah, he's. J- it's just one of those things that you just kind of look at and just cringe. Just yeah. Ugh.
0: Um, but, I think I think my favorite character so far is uh Hongo. Oh yeah, Hongo. Just um, well, a I like her design a lot, and I, I like her uh, facial. The- reactions oh yeah like like her like like, angular Mm -hmm. cartoony eyes sometimes oh yeah
1: exactly i i adore hongo she's a she's a great character Mm -hmm. all these girls are just are great characters and but they and it's unfortunate that hongo has probably one of the most uncomfortable storylines yeah
0: just like i i really feel for the teacher in this situation because it's like he's not a great person and uh I, I really don't know what he's what he's into. But, I don't uh, think
1: I think he's he genuinely doesn't like think of height of uh, schoolgirls in a sexual way. I don't yeah. think he does.
0: Yeah, because he said that, like, I was expecting the person to meet up with me. would be like a big um, yeah. fat guy or something. Yeah, and exactly. He's probably going to lay into him. Uh, he's kind of been pulled into this situation. And he's it seems like he's genuinely trying to help her. Like, exactly. Because she was sitting in his car, like, crying about how she wanted to be an author, and she just couldn't get around that mental block. So he's trying to help her, but also really trying not to go to jail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, like, and I I kind, and it's a weird, it is such a weird situation. Like, I don't think, and I don't think he's a terrible person. He's just not, I think that he's not making the best calls. No,
0: definitely like, not. But I
1: think he's all, but I also think
0: that... Well-intentioned.
1: I think that also he... Doesn't have like a lot of interest in Hongo, like in a romantic or sexual way, and I hope they never delve into that because mm-hmm. that would that would just get really uncomfortable mm-hmm. really fast. How
0: about uh, how about pedophile music man?
1: Uh, you mean her acting coach? Yeah, yeah. And I loved how uh, when she was telling that story to uh, to Izumi, he's like. <laughs> It's like, geez, he sounds like such a pedophile. He's such a
0: good reflection of the audience right there. Yeah, he's just like... Every time uh, we cut back to him, he's just like, I I hate him more every time you talk about him. Yeah, he's just like, he seems like such a pedophile. Oh, yeah, he was. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what a complicated pedophile he was. I I know, right? Like, he never wants to touch any child sexually. Because then they would stop being a child, and he'd stop caring for them. Yeah, it's... It's like, I guess, I guess... And don't chop this up or take this out of context. But, theoretically, if you're going to be a pedophile, that is the least damaging pedophile I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, they're... like. It's, yeah, I guess that's true. It's still
0: he, creepy and disgusting. It is.
1: It's absolutely 100% creepy and disgusting, and But if we plug- acknowledged it, it If we're
0: plugging holes up in the dam with all the leaks, mm-hmm. like, uh, that's a tiny leak, I guess. <laughs> like, that's not near, like, that's it not... really creepy how he, like, rubbed his face on her foot. Ugh. Ugh. As soon as they did that, I was like, okay. This is creepy. This is this guy. Uh, and I, it's really fascinating, though, to me how she acknowledges, like, how terrible of a person he is but there's still like that emotional connection
1: yeah exactly i mean because she what like he was her mentor like, i think much. he
0: was her first love probably probably
1: yeah that too
0: i mean not obviously not reciprocated
1: i and i don't know if that was necessary i guess you could probably uh, qualify it more in infatuation because she because he was the one that was like basically giving her attention and mm-hmm. stuff like that like as unhealthy as that fucking is like I can under I can understand it. I don't respect it, but I understand it completely. And I think that uh, I think Sugawara is I think Sugawara is a great character. Though and we're slowly starting to learn more about about her and why, like because she's always been the most mysterious of the girls mm-hmm. so far. We're slowly figuring out
0: more. That's about what everybody her. says too. Like she's so mysterious. And yeah, like strange.
1: exactly. Um, I think I loved absolutely adored how uh, how she told me, It's like. no wonder Kazusa has (laughs) such a crush on you. And he's just like, (laughs) what?
0: You you didn't know? just... just (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Kazusa, I think they did a really good job in the beginning introducing Kazusa as like, this is the baseline. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the low-level baseline of fucked up shit that's happening right now. You just have like, uh, girl likes guy, guy likes girl you know, whatever. And then they kind of just stack different characters up higher and higher and higher and like this in terms of fucked up shit happening.
1: Yeah Kazusa definitely seems to be like the most... Uh, a control group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that she ju- like I think she does like she still does like Izumi and I, th- I don't know like what Izumi's feelings on her are yet. Like he now knows that she likes him or at least has a crush on him but yeah uh,
0: i could easily see them not end up not like it's it's 50 50 like i normally you'd expect them to end up together childhood friends anime etc uh but but it shows uh, uh,
1: uh, is... but usually the childhood friends don't end up together in anime it seems like in most of the situations i've seen the childhood friend is almost always the one that's left in the dust
0: modern anime yeah mm-hmm. but old school ones definitely childhood friend. that's how the trope started I guess that's, tr- yeah, uh, but, that's but true. Yeah. But but also um this is a really impressively written anime mm-hmm. and I I am not uh, b- expecting any tropes to hold up. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Like Hongo I don't think is actually going to anything is actually going to happen with her teacher or uh I I don't know like it just, the series has done really well kind of keeping us on our toes. That's a good way to put it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. We're discovering a lot of things, just like these girls are discovering a lot of things.
0: So next up is Vinland Saga, which we're finally into a normal schedule, it seems yeah. like. And yeah, that's
1: what I've heard. We're, they're finally releasing them on yeah. a weekly basis.
0: And I, th- so earlier on in the series, they introduced Thor's as this character that he we all like physically he looks really big and intimidating but everyone uh, hyped him up all the time like oh he's this big badass He was like a war hero mm-hmm. we saw him like jump across ships in the beginning and kill a bunch of people but he got taken out by an arrow so we're like oh he's kind of strong uh, uh but like this episode did such a good job of showing uh, just how damn strong yeah. he really no, was. no I mean, yeah strong in like multiple ways like mm-hmm. strong in terms of physical strength Uh, Strength of character Yeah Um, Like how much How how smart he is And how calmly He thinks through things
1: Yeah exactly Because he's been through This kind of stuff Many times And,
0: And there was not A single point In this entire conflict On the boats That he wasn't considering the lives of everyone around him to be the top priority.
1: Yeah, and that includes his enemies, which I think stands up, shows a huge testament to his character. I I
0: think his enemies' lives weren't so important to him as, uh, like, them living. Mm -hmm. But if any of the enemies died, it would be less likely that everyone around him would be just allowed to go on their own merry way.
1: I that, that is true, but at the same time, I think that he legitimately just didn't want to kill anyone. Yeah. Like, well, I, yeah, anyone.
0: That's, that's probably just... I, I, he said that already, I think. He just mm-hmm. doesn't want to kill anymore. Yeah. Like... Uh, like a statement of a, a true warrior doesn't need a sword.
1: Yeah, like, and he's tr- and he's basically trying to... Like, he doesn't want to rely on it. He... Like he actually thinks of himself lesser for having to, really. Yeah. But just seeing like, him like punching people, like breaking their ar- <laughs> like breaking their yeah, arms, that was so
0: so good. Like, the throw, like in this he episode. threw a
1: guy he threw a guy into the water, like and then when he realized the guy couldn't swim, he threw him in order to grab. That him. was
0: such a good little detail. Yeah. It uh, really oh, was. Uh, my favorite scene, my favorite action scene in this episode was definitely the part where uh, Ascalad, Ascalad, yeah, Ascalad, yeah. Ascalad, uh, sliced the. The sail. Yeah. And it just comes, uh, tumbling down, and you get that sweeping camera shot of Askeladd sneaking in under it, and, uh, trying to cut, uh, Thor's chest open.
1: Like, uh, like, obviously, people are not gonna be able to move the way, like, these guys do, so there's a little bit of, there's... Embellishment. Yeah, there's embellishment, and and definitely fantasy-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't, I didn't expect this to be 100% accurate. Like, I, I just didn't. I knew it's, it wasn't going to be. loosely based on real events. Exactly. exactly. Very loosely. <laughs> exactly. And, uh... I mean, and a real even... a
0: real setting, not real exactly.
1: Events. And uh, I wanted to say that uh, that Ascalad, I love his character because he's mm-hmm. like because he just in like he is also just incredibly smart. You think at first it's just like oh he's just a leader of a bunch of thugs. No, he's pretty damn convincing and
0: skilled in his own skilled in his own right yeah. for sure like he doesn't he has a, I, I think he has a small amount of honor left yeah and the it, it definitely seemed like in the beginning he was genuinely enjoying just the fight of everything yeah until he realized like oh fuck i'm not gonna win this fight yeah uh, and then um the berserker comes across uh, takes thorfinn as a hostage and yeah then he's like oh well uh or, or it, it, he had like a last ditch effort it seemed when he said you could be our leader yeah. yeah, like, He's, it seemed
1: like he legitimately wanted to give, uh, somebody he respected an out, because... Yeah, an
0: out to not die. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a waste, because, uh, after, after that, he, he said, like, all of your lives combined don't equal... The lives um, of this one guy. Yeah. So, there was so much genuine respect for, for Thors, which I think adds on top of the fact, that, that whole scene adds on top of the fact of, uh... Showing you how everyone respects Thor so much. Yeah. He's so widely respected by everybody. Even,
1: yeah, even somebody who was just trying to kill him a little bit ago Mm -hmm. and did end up killing him, really.
0: That, oh man, as soon as he got hit by like ten arrows. And, but he was still standing. Stood up because he didn't want to, I think it was mainly for his son. I think he just
1: didn't want to show weakness in that moment. Like, Mm -hmm. he still wanted to hold true to his ideals. And 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 he wanted
0: his... It probably wanted his son's last memory to be of his father standing. Standing
1: proud, standing Mm. tall, like kind of holding on to that warrior spirit. Which also, special prop to the to the actor that played Thorfinn. Like
0: uh, when he's in the boat behind him.
1: Yeah, just screaming. Like That's just, gotta be oh, oh, painful. I, I actually, yeah, I acknowledge like, good lord, that could not have yeah. been easy on their vocal cords. Like, like I'm pretty sure two, it's it an two act- or
0: three takes, yeah.
1: max. Like just Jesus, it must have been difficult on them. Yeah, because that
0: was not like they I don't they, they did not amp that up. Yeah. Digitally. That was like just this... That, that was, was like, someone in a room screaming their fucking heart out. Yeah,
1: that was just so... It was so visceral and so real and just such anger and sadness and just... And just pure unbridled just emotion there. It just... It's really hard to like... It was been really hard to get that done, and I would, and I actually give mad props to the actor for being able to pull it off. It was probably a woman because you know young boys, yeah. yeah. But my point being, holy shit, they did a great job, Mm -hmm. and I'm just now looking forward to like, and just that the way they animated that look in Thorfinn's eyes, just like how absolutely, yeah, it actually
0: made a a boat full of grown murderers. Who were laughing just a moment ago. It's like, you're like, stop and... Like, Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with that kid? (laughs) Like, just good fucking God. Like... I'm assuming that now, next episode, we're going to get into... A uh, probably a time lapse of and growing up, working under Ascalad. Yeah. Or, or uh, he said he'll be dead soon, so they're probably gonna. He's probably gonna be like starving on that boat, mm-hmm. but just holding on to that rage so much that he doesn't die.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Like, well, no, he said leave him. It didn't, yeah, and they said, didn't like. And they didn't like cut the rope or anything. No,
0: but he said leave him. He'll be dead soon. And I'm assuming they have a bit of a journey left on the mm-hmm. ocean. Yeah. So he's gonna be back in that boat with uh, like no shelter. Or little shelter or no food yeah because
1: he was hiding under because he was hiding underneath the deck just kind of yeah. crying to himself and screaming
0: so they probably just said leave him back there he'll
1: die on his own yeah exactly yeah, which
0: which ask lot probably thinking well this is a test or something like um, probably just to
1: see like how much the son of the troll of young or whatever his mm-hmm. name was can actually live up which god damn i'm so looking forward to the next uh the next episode because we're Me finally too. on the yeah. uh Like, Thorfinn is now the protagonist. Yeah, this
0: seems like almost the end of the prologue. It is. And I think to to make Thorfinn the protagonist in this context, uh, Thoris almost had to die. Yeah. uh, For the sake of the story. And, I I mean, the author obviously made me feel that way because he wrote it out so well.
1: Yeah, and I think that uh, it would have been... I kind of do respect the production decision of, like, showing the first three episodes. Like, Mm -hmm. because... Really good idea. Yeah. It would have
0: been... Terribly slow three week burn. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was a slow burn, like while we were watching it. But all the same, like this fourth episode really delivered the goods mm-hmm. here, and I am really looking forward to the next. Yeah. Um, well,
0: um, I, I want to clarify too. It uh, it was a slow burn, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, like I I, I
0: didn't feel bored at all. Watching oh no, it.
1: absolutely not. I was like one hundred percent invested. Just I mean, and a lot of stuff like it was good stuff, but it was just kind of it was slow paced. It was like a it was like a trickle. It was like yeah. a trickling down. Kind of building up the story and the setting and its characters. And all of it was great. But I'm just saying, we're finally, like, capitalizing on the stuff that we've been building up. Is
0: 12 up. or 24?
1: I think it's going to be 24? I'm not entirely sure, though. Yeah. So, anyway, that's going to do it for week 5 of summer 2019.
0: I almost yeah. said 2018. <laughs> it is not 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm thoroughly invested at this point. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it the shows I'm watching and more, obviously. Uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the video... We'll, we'll put out a, probably, it's probably not going to be our main episode of a podcast, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll put out uh, a, a little side episode talking about uh, some side shows that we're still watching, uh, keeping up on those, et yep. cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. If you and have uh, a, uh, did I interrupt you saying anything important? Uh, no. Uh, go no. ahead and finish what you were saying. <laughs> Uh, if you have anything uh, that you want to say, go ahead and uh, let us know in the comments below any opinions on any of the shows we we're talking about or any shows we should be watching, etc, etc. Yep. Um, I did actually have one thing I wanted
1: to say. We recently caught up with the, with the finale of uh, JoJo Part
0: 5. Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched it. Uh, not going to talk about it right now. Cause, uh, uh, that's that deserves a video yeah, all on its own. Entire video talking about we're gonna be talking about the entirety of uh, Golden Wind. Yep. And all the all the highs and lows of of that journey. <laughs> yep. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, checking in again this week. Yep. Uh, going, you wanna do the uh, honors? Uh, bye! <laughs>